Hello, welcome to the Tech for Good podcast. We are very passionate about two things, technology and our world. In each pod, we will be interviewing some fascinating people, business leaders, but those with a special interest in solving the biggest issues facing humanity today. Think the environment, think healthcare provision during a pandemic, think global social injustice. If you want to know more about technology's immense potential to fix and transform, then you're in the right place. In this episode, I speak to Frederica Claren. Frederica is head of sustainability for Polestar, an electric vehicle brand born out of Volvo. Polestar, as well as aiming to manufacture the world's first climate neutral car, is also leveraging blockchain to ensure supply chain traceability. In the interview, Frederica talks about that use case, the role of tech in future-proofing business, and why she seems to have found the perfect fit at Polestar. But first, I ask Frederica about the challenge of building sustainability into supply chains. It is a massive challenge, uh, and it's something that the sustainability community has been working on for decades, I would say. Uh, the, the lack of transparency is, of course, the main culprit. I mean, there, there are data uh, available, probably. Um, and, there, I mean, the challenge we have is really to, to rethink how we share data and how open we are with what we know. Um, and, and this is really what we, want to, what we want to start talking about, the need to share data, the need to be transparent, not only in the industry with other industry actors, but absolutely in our supply chains. So that's, yeah, it's really challenging and the lack of data is the culprit, I would say. Maybe let's bring it a bit closer to home for you. Talk us through the supply chain, for example, of an electric vehicle, which your company Polestar is you know, making, building as a big player in. Talk us about the complexities of a supply chain for an EV. Well, it's super complex, of course, but I think all industries claim that their supply chains are the most complex. I come from the fashion industry and the and the and the home decoration industry previously and, and I thought those supply chains were complex as well. But now we actually have a product consisting of twenty thousand to thirty thousand components. So you can imagine uh, the complexity of that simply. Uh, so yeah, the the it's a huge challenge to to create uh, transparency and, and to create true transparency through traceability, through actually tracing all of these components and all of the materials going in. I, I think that this is not only um, a problem that the EV industry uh, faces, but all industries. So, so that's good. We can, we can share solutions and we can learn from other industries what has worked and what has not worked because we share the same the same dilemma and the same challenge yeah there's certainly a common kind of goal there isn't there now we're going to learn about how maybe some technologies can help kind of give traceability to very complex supply chains but first of all frederica tell the listener about polestar what for, for somebody who maybe has never heard of your company what do you what does your company do and what is its what is its presence in the electric vehicle space right now would you say well we do electric vehicles we're a very young company still, uh, only three years old, and we were we were founded in this amazing time that we that we find ourselves in when 
when we so clearly see the impact of business on environmental issues and also on, on people. But we also know that there are solutions. So for, for Polestar from the start, we have seen the possibility that we have as a business to really make a change and, and to improve society with our products. And the product that we are, that we are uh, putting out there is actually a climate solution or a detray. If you compare uh, an electric vehicle to a fossil fuel car, you see that over its lifetime, it can have, it can have half the carbon footprint uh, if, if you charge it with renewable energy. And this is, of course, an amazing impact and, and the kind of impact that we need to talk about to really tackle climate change. So, so that is kind of the, the, the foundations on which we stand at Polestar. But we really want to talk about how we need to make mobility and electric vehicles truly sustainable that we need to see uh, the challenges that we have, for example, with the production-related emissions, but also how we need to enable circular mobility, more inclusive mobility, transparency, as we talked about, in the industry. And we really believe that, we, that these four key drivers, climate circularity, transparency, and inclusion, will help us improve society. And, and we, we also talk about our three core strengths that we want to tap into to enable that. And that is our great sense of design, our, uh, uh, our fondness of innovation and technology together with sustainability. And we don't want to compromise between those three at Polestar. We are, we are relentlessly trying to, to fit those three together. Hello, I'm Daniel Brigham, editor of Tech for Good magazine. I hope you're enjoying this podcast, and if you want more, you can head over to techforgood.net for some compelling and thought-provoking stories. From high-tech insect farms that could solve world hunger to a global mission to counter the spread of COVID-19 disinformation, we've got Tech for Good covered. You can read and subscribe at techforgood.net. fascinating to hear Frederica and bring it back to the the topic of supply chain traceability maybe you can talk about some of the technologies that Polestar is using to to try and you know give that traceability to try and view and and, and have that sustainability in, in this in your supply chain yeah we know that traceability really matters for me personally I've, I've worked with sustainability for for more than 10 years and and traceability I often say that it's been kind of the holy grail for sustainability professionals because we know that if we can trace raw materials throughout the supply chain we can be, be more sure that the positive impact that we're trying to to secure by choosing the right suppliers and so on that that really happens so so we actually get to see where the the material has gone from from raw material production through all the layers of processes into the finished product. But this, this traceability uh, has been so elusive. It's been costly. It's often entailed like stamping of papers and certifications. Uh, it's been bureaucratic, it's been inefficient, and, and more importantly, it's been easily corruptible. Um, so what we now see is how tech is enabling us 
to, in such a powerful way, create traceability in an efficient way and in an immutable way also. And this is where blockchain uh, as a technology really steps up and, and deliver this. Uh, so we have piloted um, blockchain traceability for the Cobalt going into Polestar 2. So Polestar 2 was actually the first car on the market where we as a company announced that we used blockchain. And that was so successful. So now we are actually stepping into a strategic partnership with our uh, traceability service provider, Circular, to really make sure that we now tap into this amazing potential and try to trace all of the ingoing risk materials, whether the risks are social or, or environmental or both. Um, we really believe that now we can really achieve this true change that needs to happen. Yeah. Tell us more, Frederica, about that partnership with Circular and, and exactly what they as a company offer and how it fits with what you want to do and Polestar's philosophy as a company and also the role that you had personally in kind of bringing all this together. Well, Circular is such an interesting company. Much like much like us, they're a, a young startup who were founded in this time that I just described, this amazing time where we see the challenges, but also the solutions. And and so so we call them kindred spirits, and and they are they are really good at at blockchain, but also really good at minerals. Uh, I know that they work with other materials as well, but but they really know the challenges of mineral production. So they have created this blockchain traceability based on those risks that we find in in the mineral uh, supply chains, and. Uh, my role in this has really been to to see how it fits into to uh, Polestar sustainability strategy. That it is all about transparency. We cannot we cannot uh, become like we say the most transparent car company in the world. That is our very small ambition. If we don't secure traceability on on the risk materials, so so I've seen this as an amazing tool that we that we should just expand the use of and also try to share in the industry we 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 are in an early phase still i mean we've only created traceability for for uh, for cobalt yet but we cannot sit on this information silently companies need to start sharing what they are working on that they see are working even if it's not fully implemented or perfect we need to share the solution so that more can can take action as somebody, Frederica, who's been involved in sustainability in your career, you said for you know ten years, how excited are you? You know, when when you first sort of saw the potential blockchain can offer in this area and the, and the traceability and the potentially kind of transformative effect it could have, you know, how exciting was that for you? And and do you think it will have a big role to play going forward in delivering on the ambitions that you've laid out there? To be honest with you, I have to say, when when blockchain first entered the scene a couple of years ago, I was quite skeptic, and that that was because having worked in in um, with with uh, sustainable production, responsible production for for so many years, you you get a bit skeptical uh, because we are. Actually, we are fighting such a tough system of anti-corruption and smokes and mirror tactics. So I really challenged the technology and, and, and one of the things that I realized was that 
and, and we still are very aware of, is that this technology can offer, uh, like it can, it can, it can make clear uh, the route by which the raw materials have taken, and it can extract data from the different layers of the supply chain. But it can never assure us of what is actually happening on the ground. So, so it needs to be coupled with looking at where where are our hotspots and and going there and actually inspecting and and that is also programs that we need to build now that we create this traceability system um so and 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 that is of course that is of course what the traceability system should deliver it should first of all make us sure that that the raw material comes from where we want it to come from and not from any uncontrolled sources but also that we really find where the potentials lie. For example, where we see that there are big um, um, greenhouse gas emissions, for example, or, or where we see that we get conflicting data on, on um, uh, working conditions or what have you, that we can actually go there and, and make things better. Really fascinating stuff, Frederick. And now I'm going to step out of the the EV industry and talk about industry as a as a whole. All industries really, when, when we're talking about sustainability and future proofing themselves, how important is it for organisations of all sizes to look at technologies like blockchain and maybe others to, to future proof themselves? Essentially, using those mm. using those technologies, do you think it's an essential path for them to go down? It is. It is absolutely essential. Um, tech is so interlinked with with uh, sustainability. And, and exponential tech will enable sustainability and will enable us to actually hopefully, that is my hope, to actually secure that we uh, work in, in, a, in a faster pace. And that, for example, when it comes to climate, that we can, even though it looks, the situation now looks very daunting and, and hopeless in a sense, exponential tech can probably speed things up. Um, and challenge the linear thinking of, of humanity. Um, so it's really crucial. And, and, and it's also, it is a race to the top. If you want to be a part of, of the, the very near future industry, you really need to step up on digitalization and on sustainability. I believe that those two will drive the fourth industrial or is driving the fourth industrial revolution. So it is, uh, it has never been more clear that this is purely business sense. And, and that is what we know at Polestar, and that is what we are also trying to get other business to become aware of, and especially uh, businesses who want to work with us. Do you want to keep up to date with the latest in enterprise, technology, and digital transformation? Visit digitalbulletin.com for news, long reads, thought leadership, and so much more. That's digitalbulletin.com. But there are still huge challenges. Obviously, there are. Um, you mentioned there's still a lot of smoke and mirrors. I like that phrase. Um, and I know greenwashing is still very much a thing. Like, what what is it? What's the secret to kind of overcoming those challenges and, and actually, you know, making and seeing real action? in this area letting the the sustainability people prove 
proofread the communication. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I actually, I, I think that a lot of the greenwash that we see out there has no ill intent. I think it is actually often PR people trying to to create good communication that they believe in. Uh, but but there there are it is a really tricky area. So you you need to have uh, sustainability people involved as well. And um, I I think that what we are seeing now is a need to uh, be very be very um, data-driven and science-driven in your statements and to really align with the science, uh, but also not be scared of being inspiring and, and directing yourselves towards consumers. Uh, at Polestar, that is also something that is very unique to us, that we are a B2C company. We, we have this new business model where we uh, sell directly to, to consumers. And, and we really need to share with them what we know the journey we're on, what they can do uh, to enable that the, the car that they have bought uh, is driven as sustainably as possible. So even though greenwashing is a problem, we also really need to be brave in our communications. So that is the balance that we are trying to uh, achieve. Great stuff, Frederica. Now I want to hear a bit more about you and your kind of personal journey and, and learn a bit more about how you got to where you are today. Like in your, tell us, tell the listener a bit about your career background and how you came into the sustainability kind of world and why that subject drives you. It's been a really intuitive process for me. Uh, I'm not one to set career goals. If you want to, um, talk about those, um, for me, working with sustainability is really about, is really because I love science. I love learning. Um, I love collective progression. Uh, so, so I really want to contribute to, to a progressive agenda for humanity, for making things better. And that doesn't mean that having, we should have more or we should consume more, but that we should feel better and we should live in balance with the planet that we're on. Um, so that is really my my drivers. And, and I've been lucky enough to get to work um, in business that I see is a true enabler of sustainable development that acts quickly. Um, and that can be very brave if, if the company has the right vision, of course, and, and culture. Uh, so I actually get to do things that that have an impact that that makes a difference hopefully uh, maybe not always on the grand scale but but in the little as well um, so that is really helpful for me because being concerned about sustainability and different environmental issues and social issues you can you can find yourself in hopeless situations so so that has been really nice for me to get to do things uh, but I think that that is something that everyone can do today we, as I said earlier, we know what the solutions are. So if we just, if we just read up and, and find those solutions, we can take action regardless if we work in, in business or if we're, we want to make changes in our homes. And yeah, I've been, I've been lucky enough also to, to get to see three different industries. So as I said, I started out at Ikea in the home furnishing industry uh, and got this great first, um, environmental coordinator 
role um, for, for the IKEA stores, which was just, uh, you know, you learn about everything. A store is like a small world. You have the waste sorting, you have the energy use, you have the, the customers you want to you want to inspire, you have the co-workers that should feel well. So it was this really, really great learning experience. And then after that, I, I moved into fashion and worked in the fashion industry at a Swedish company called Capal for six six years. And that was also, of course, an amazing a uh, couple of years working with um, sustainable production. I mean, the fashion industry is um, such an amazing industry in so many perspectives, but it also has a, a very dark backside. And uh, that was really meaningful for me to get to work with, with those issues, uh, living wages, um, environmental pollution, and so on. But during this time, I, I've been driving electric vehicles for, for quite a while. Uh, so I'm kind of an EV nerd. And I've driven the most, you know, ugly, non-functional, we're not going to name drop here, but as an <laughs> early adopter, you, you, get, uh, you get what you get, right? Uh, so, so when Polestar popped up, uh, in my vision, this amazing brand that actually wanted to stand for something that was beautiful and functional and sustainable. It just really attracted me and and yeah, I got to I got to join. And it's, how, it's how been did that, an amazing how, how, year. How did that happen, Frederica? Like because it feels like such a perfect fit. You with your background and your experiences and Polestar, you said about the three pillars that the company is built around, and you talked about your own your own kind of passions there. And it seems like it's the perfect fit, really. Do you feel lucky that you've kind of you're in this role? I do, I do. And and we are an eclectic group of people here. Um, Polestar is not your average um car company. Uh, it has been a very clear strategy to 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 get the diversity of of competences and and backgrounds. So there are quite a few of us who've worked in cons consumer facing businesses in the fashion industry, for example. But we also have brilliant car people, of course. So so getting to work in this this setting uh, is yeah really so fulfilling, and and I'm learning new things every day so so and that is you know my main motivation so i'm really happy about that as well that was the tech for good podcast listen subscribe and rate us on spotify apple Podcasts, and stitcher 